So today I've got a great episode. I've got another agent who I'm coaching who shares how he'll sell 100 homes this year. We break down his entire lead generation strategy, his conversion strategy, how he's getting 15 to 20 listings a month. We're going to break down how he will make over a million dollars in real estate commissions in his second year in business. And the best part about today's conversation, we do a live expired listing role play so you can see exactly what he's learned to say that has allowed him to set listing appointments every day of the week. And so as you're watching this video, if you want to have a conversation about potentially exploring the idea of having a coaching relationship with me, and now's the time, I will put a link underneath this video in the description and in the comment section. Feel free to complete the application. I'll review the application. And then together, we could talk about whether or not it makes sense for us to work together at this point or not. So with that being said, let's jump into today's episode. All right. So Asher Black, welcome to the podcast. Appreciate uh, you doing this. We're going to get into some deep, deep sales conversations that I think will really help the audience of real estate agents, but appreciate uh, you jumping on with me this morning. Yeah. Thanks for the opportunity, Brandon. Looking forward to it. Absolutely. So we were um, we were on a mastermind call last week with, with our coaching group, and the conversation was around expired listings. Mm. And, you know, I asked some of our top students, such as yourself, to contribute to that mastermind with some of the things that are working really well. And when you showed up and you delivered some of the things that are working for you, a lot of the feedback was like, wow, that's amazing. And you probably got blown up because I got blown up <laughs> as a result of that. Like a lot of people were just really, really impressed with how far your skills have come as a salesperson. And I said to Amy, my wife, I'm like, let's get Asher on the podcast because I want to talk about this because you've come such a long way from a skills perspective that I want to break down in today's episode. So generally speaking, you know, your approach to conversations, what has been, what, what have you changed that you can articulate to the audience to say, okay, the way I used to do it was kind of this approach. And now what I'm doing is, is sort of like this, that's working a lot better. And then we'll get more specific. Mm, Brandon, that is a great question, my friend. So, uh, and I, I hear you coach so many agents on this and it's just, it's so fascinating to me how it just almost overnight it just clicked. Uh, and what I used to be doing is I would go, okay, let me see what can I do or what can I say that maybe sounds good. It's scripty that allows me to, um, get the client or the prospect rather that allows me to get them in a place where, uh, I can potentially earn their business. But I found myself, uh, similar to you would in a thumb war, just kind of going back and forth with him. And it wasn't, it wasn't getting the point across and I wasn't really serving them in a way that I should. And then I positioned to going, okay, well, you know, I'm really not a good fit for everyone. So let's see what is their pain. And then if their pain is strong enough, Brandon, then I'm able to serve them at a really high level, but I can't do anything until I know this. I love it. So let's stay on that point. That's a really good point. And so for, for the audience, for their sake, I wanna, I'll, I'll make this because I want to make sure they don't miss the point. What, what you used to do and what most real estate salespeople are doing 
is they come to every situation with a mindset of what can I do to your point? What can I say to try to convince this person to do business with me? And when we approach it from that, that standpoint, we automatically give the prospect all of the leverage. Because when we automatically say, I want your business, and you say that to every single person, you automatically give up all leverage to that other person. And what you've now done is you change the approach to say, listen, I'm not, the, I'm not for everyone. I'm not the agent for everyone. And oh, by the way, I don't want everybody as a client. I'm looking mm-hmm. for a great fit. And when I approach conversations that way, I think what you have found and what you're saying is that you have now become, you've positioned yourself without any magic tricks. This is very real. You've you've positioned yourself with, with prospects in a way that is actually more appealing and not less appealing. Is that right? Absolutely. And I think it was in one of your short videos, Brandon, that you talked about this. And it's it's ultimately boils down to, you said, equal business stature. Um, if I'm going in there saying, hey, what can I do to earn your business? I want to, you know, I want it, I want it, I want it. They're going, oh, yeah. So all I have to do is make a decision one way or another. But, you know, exactly to your point, just from a different lens, if I go in and say, look, I don't know if this is a good fit. You don't either. Let's just see if, if we're a right relationship to work together. Then we both are an equal playing field and we get to decide together if that's a good fit. And then you can be strategic on that to where they have more of the illusion that they have a decision when they really Really, you're kind of funneling them, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. Because the thing is, you know, and I just want to touch on this one last time and then we'll move on. But you you nailed it. When you come across to a prospect like the decision is 100% up to them, you automatically start to commoditize yourself. You start Mm -hmm. to devalue yourself in the eyes of the prospect. And therefore, the prospect, when you say, Bob, let me just come over, you know, uh, you know, I promise you. No, when you start to communicate that way, the value that you're that they are perceiving goes way down. And then they start to say, well, you're just like everyone else. And therefore, the only way I'm going to do business with you, Mr. Mule, is if you give me some crazy terms. You discount your commission to nothing, and I will mm-hmm. beat you up like I beat up all the other mules. And whatever mule is willing to work the most for the least, that is how I will do business. That's who I will do business with. And you're doing now the exact opposite. Yeah. And it's a night and day difference, just even from an emotional standpoint, right? That's right. That's exactly right. So let's get into some things that. I think will be a lot more tactical because you have become a sales tactician. And I mean that. I mean, mm-hmm. when we get into some role play here, just off the cuff, the audience will hear and say, wow, now I know what they mean. Because to give context, I mean, how long have you been in this business of real estate sales? Uh, coming up on two years. All right. So you have skills of someone who's been in this business for 20 years. And again, <laughs> I'm not saying that to pump your tires. I've coached agents that have brand new and that business been in this business for a long time, and your skills have have grown tremendously. And as a result, you're able to list how many houses per month. Like, what does production levels look like these days for Asher? 
So last month I set a record January and I uh, signed 17 listings. 17 listings you took in one month. And the thing is, it's like you did more business last month than you probably (laughs) did your entire first year. Yeah. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah, I'm guessing. So the first, you know, I, I joined March of 21, and I had only done uh, about 20 deals from March 21 to December 21, uh, and then last year the first, you know, full calendar year is about 50. So I mean, yeah. almost half that in one month. Crazy. So, so the goal this year, are you gonna, are you trying to get to 100 this year? Yeah, yeah. I'm hitting 100 this year. Yeah, phenomenal. All right, so let's give the people some inspiration, if if, if you will. Because a second year agent is going to do a hundred deals in his second year. It's kind of unheard of. It puts you in the 1% of the industry. Mm-hmm. And um, so let's talk about what, what are the sources of business that, that you've really mastered that you're finding giving you the most success? Like of the 17 listings, break that down. Where do they come from? Yeah. So 14 of the 17 were new expires. Yep. So that was now business, right? So no, that wasn't pipeline. Hey, we had a lucky month of maturing. That was January 1st through January uh, 30th ballpark, right? Those were all new expires that expired during that time. That Then out of those, I signed 17. And we don't have a ton of expires here. How many do you get roughly every day? Uh, I mean, it's about three, four a day. Oh, yeah. You're not getting that many at all. All right. So... Yeah. Let's talk about expireds because that's the market we're in. We're coming out of a for sale by owner market like last year. That was your specialty. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and you still will master that. Come March, April, May, when they start to, you know, there's more and more for sale by owners. Now you have both of those, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. But we're we're an expired market, which we haven't seen in quite some time. Let's, let's stay on that for a second. So how are you approaching communicating with an expired listing? Are you knocking on the door? Are you calling them? Are you texting them? Are you sending mailers? Are you sitting back and hoping that they call you? First, walk (laughs) us through how you're initiating conversation, which is our job to prospect. Yeah, Brandon, I'm doing whatever it takes to be the first voice. So, and you gave just incredible advice when you and I were doing one-on-one coaching. And really that's, hey, goals to be the first voice. And if not one of the first voices, So I'm doing all of it, right? I'm starting the morning with a text before I call, start dialing at like 7.55. And then if I don't catch them, because I'll dial them multiple times uh, before noon, then I'm prepping to just go knock on their door, right? They may be at work. And if, you know, they don't answer, then I'm prepared to bring value, uh, not from selling myself, but just out of curiosity of it. Hey, why the heck did this not sell? Because we have data that this ought to have sold. Love it. All right. So you're doing everything. So let's let's get into that. Let's get into the anatomy of the first conversation with an expired listing. First, Asher, let's keep this, you know, one step at a time. What is your mindset when you attempt to contact with that expired listing? I think you just alluded to it a, a little bit, but before you get into the tactical piece of like what you say, what are you thinking yeah. first? Walk Curiosity, us Brandon. Curiosity. Yep. Why did this not sell? Yeah, because you're in, I think, Chattanooga, Tennessee, right? Correct. Chattanooga, Tennessee, and then I do North Georgia as well. Yeah. And like your market, like most other markets, has the market shifted? Yeah, it's shifted. But but we're still in a great market where properties 
ought to sell if they're priced right. And so your mindset is like, what in the world kept this thing from selling? That is my mindset. Let me figure that piece out. Okay. Now, you're in a conversation with an expired. Navigate us through that conversation from the second they say hello to where you're setting the appointment. Yep. So the framework of it is obviously first thing is I want to do a pattern interrupt. I want to identify myself as an agent and then give them permission to end this conversation before it starts. Right. And now I've found that their curiosity has been spiked and they're more open to having a conversation with me. Uh, and then at that point, Brandon, I just have a couple questions where I am curious of why it didn't sell. And I'm not as much as why it didn't sell, but why do they think it didn't sell? Because then if I know that, Brandon, then I'm able to potentially add value to them. Um, And and it's funny because I talked about pain when we first started. If I can figure out why they think it didn't sell, they're going to sell me on the pain. And then all I have to do is I just push on that a little bit and then help them get to where that pain isn't there anymore. Mm, I love it. All right, cool. So... That's like the strategy. Do you want to get into maybe some of the um, the delivery on, you know, how is it that you're asking these questions? How is it that you're getting permission at the beginning of the call? Maybe we'll yeah. just do a little bit of role play so we can kind of- I was about to say, let, let's role play it. Let's just role play let's it. Let's role yeah. play. Cool. Uh, so ring, ring. Brandon? Hello. Yeah, this is Brandon. Brandon. Hey, this is Asher. I'm a realtor. And listen, before you hang up, I was hoping to ask you a quick question about the home for sale. Would that be Okay. Uh, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Okay. So Brandon, I saw it came off the market unsold and I didn't know if you had sold it privately or if it might still be available. Yeah, we didn't sell it. It's still for sale. Hmm. Okay. Fair enough. And Brandon, I was just kind of surprised to see that it didn't sell. And I was curious when your agent was updating you each week and sharing feedback with you, did they share a strategy of, of why it hadn't sold and what they were hmm. planning to do at that point? I wish. I mean, that's, that's just the thing. I mean, we didn't hear from the agent. You know, we didn't get a lot of feedback from the agent. And the problem is, you know, after we started working with her, we heard from her a lot. And then the communication kind of just disappeared. Mm, interesting. Okay. And I, I guess, Brandon, had it sold, were you guys planning to buy something here locally or were you looking to relocate altogether? Well, the plan was to get something bigger. I mean, you know, and, and it's just this whole process is so frustrating. And I mean, we don't know what we're going to do right now, but that, that that was the original plan. Gotcha. Gotcha. And uh, Brandon, do you have another minute before I let you go? I just, I have another question or two. Sure. Go ahead. Okay. So your home looks great and it's in a great area. I'm just shocked that you're even considering selling it. Why, I mean, obviously a bigger home's nice, but why are you even considering selling it, Brandon? Well, that's the thing. You're, you're right. I mean, we love it here. Um, I wish we didn't have to. You know, we, we've got a growing family and my wife's about to give, we, we got another one on the way. It'll be number four for us. So we've got to get something. Congratulations. Bigger. Yeah. That's awesome. That. That's awesome. We got we, we to get something bigger, but I would rather stay here. I'd rather not go through all this bullshit and having to deal with this and all these agents calling us, you know, no, no offense, but we, we just don't want to deal with this anymore, but we've got to get more space. Yeah, understood. And uh, Brandon, it sounds like you guys are getting ready for kid number four. Um, But if you got an offer with terms you liked, a price that made sense, you wouldn't need to worry about all the showings and and it was just a lot cleaner and easier and you knew what was going to happen. Is that something that would be a problem at this point? No. I mean, that's 
I mean, that's what we're that's what we want to have happen. Yeah. Well, Brandon, what if I did this before I let you go? Can I make just a quick recommendation? Sure. Okay, Brandon, listen, I don't know if it would make any sense for us to work together. I mean, we've never met. I haven't seen your home. But would you be totally opposed to inviting me over one day this week? And when I'm there, I can share a strategy that's helped our clients sell their homes for the top dollar and get it done quickly without the stress of showings. And then at the end of our appointment, Brandon, we can decide if working together makes sense or not. Because let's be honest, you wouldn't consider hiring me unless you felt that I could actually get your home sold, right? Wow. You have mastered the delivery of the expired script. Truly. I mean, <laughs> I appreciate that. I mean, anybody listening to this or watching this on YouTube, all you have to do is go back, rewind, and then listen to Asher. Not just the words, because I think Asher, you'd agree. You can't just hold up the script and read it. All right, but no. you know, you, it's all about the delivery. Asher, yeah. you, you nailed it, dude. I now that. the you. audience can see why i mean there's so much going on there we don't have time to unpack all of the, the entire strategy that <laughs> know, we'd be here a couple hours wouldn't we <laughs> yeah we would but but it's it's apparent why people want to invite you over the way you position yourself how you deliver the script how well you understand what we're doing there it's very clear that you've totally internalized the why behind the what and so what are the ratios look like i mean I don't know how well oh, you're still tracking, tracking numbers. All of this. Oh, I've been ah, tracking all of this, Brandon. Of course Come you on. are. Of course, yep, so. only only the top one percent do track. So look, at, let's look at the ratios. Break us down the prospecting ratios, the conversion, all of that. Yep. Awesome. So, uh, and I'm going to answer this a couple ways. I'm going to answer it from just a phone perspective, and then I'm going to yeah. share with you what implementing these additional strategies that you and I have discussed have resulted in. Okay. Perfect. So, from a phone strategy, I'm right about eight percent. Um, on the first contact, just getting them to pick up the phone initially. Okay. Um, but obviously that's not going to be enough because I'm not going to want to run a business off only having 8% of the opportunity. So I have found that by three o'clock, that is after the calls, uh, the texts and the door knock, I have about an 80% uh, ratio of getting in touch with them. Wow. Is that right? Yep. 80%. Yeah. That's huge. All right. So now... From contact to appointment set, what do those ratios look like? I mean, how many yeah. contacts has it taken you to, to set a listing appointment these days? Yes, great question. So my contact to lead, I'll kind of reverse engineer yeah, a little perfect. bit here. Contact to lead is right now at 43%. 43%? Um, 43. New expires, new cancels, we're at 43%. So hold then, on, let me, get, let, me, let me give the audience context, Asher, because average for everybody listening is 10%. Okay, so right now Asher's converting at 43% from conversation to lead generated and define yeah. Asher for the audience what a lead mm -hmm. is and what a lead is not. Five things, Brandon. Uh, a lead is someone that first and foremost, they give me the opportunity and say, hey, look, whether we're interested now or not, Brandon, we're going to give you the opportunity to earn our business. They have a, a relatively clear timeline. They're not going, oh, maybe in the future we'll sell. They're saying, hey, look, Asher, three to five months down the road, we're going to sell. Cool. I need to know their motivation, pain, and then that's going to help me drive home if they're an opportunity truly or not. And then obviously I want an email address. 
Uh, and then at that point, I just, I want a next step or permission right. to follow up at some point in time. Right. Beautiful. All right. So 43%. Okay, good. Yep. And then walk yep. us down the next piece of the funnel. And then out of that 43%, so that's now a hundred of the leads, hundred percent of the leads. And then I have a, uh, 25% appointment set ratio. Love it. Lead and to appointments, 25%. Yep. yep, lead to appointment set, but now my set met. Uh, obviously, I've been dialing in because I was struggling setting them over 48 hours out. Uh, run some split tests, found that wasn't working. So as we've dialed that back in, uh, my set to met is about uh, 70. We're getting back up. Um, Love it. And then my met to signed on the dot is 75. Amazing. Dude, that's incredible. I mean, you have come so far. How, how does that feel? <laughs> I mean, truly. I mean, you just walk through the entire, you know, prospecting conversion funnel and all your ratios are so well above the average. And that is just a testament to your commitment to your skills. How's that feel? I mean, taking 17 listings last month, like what does your broker think? What, what is, what's, walk us through that. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. So it's exciting. Um, you know, being younger, I'm 21 in the business, uh, new, new area, right? So there's kind of no excuses, um, but it's just fun to be able to experience that. I think um, I'm with Keller Williams, not to make it about brokerages, but now I get to be, you know, Southeast Regional Rookie of the Year. That's exciting. It's amazing. Um, so I'm just thankful, man. Thankful and continuing to uh, want to pursue to get better. So now it's like, all right, let's get 20 this year or this month. Let's get 25 then, right? So I just want to keep building on it. That's great. So let's just shift gears to the appointment for a second. Can you yeah. give us maybe a couple of tidbits on what you're finding that's helping you to convert 75% of your appointments that you go on into signed listings? What's really working on that listing appointment? Mm. Keeping it simple. Mm. So I'll give you just five small steps. And if you think it makes sense to break it down, we can. If not, no worries. So First step, just the introduction. And this is so simple and small, but I love the pattern interrupt. Hey, do you want me to take my shoes off? Just respect yeah. factor. Um, but when I first get there, I start building rapport and I get a home tour. Then at that point, um, we've talked about we're going to sit down and assess what, what are we going over. I'm going to set the agenda. Very clear of why I'm there. I'm there to walk through what the market indicates was the reason the home didn't sell. And then we're going to talk through, okay, how can we net you the most amount of money? What that net dollar looks like. And then at that point, A, if it decides to sell or not anymore, and B, if it does, and these two boxes are checked, Brandon, the only reason we're not going here is if you just don't like me. So that's what I say. We'll go through, I'll, I'll kind of, you know, reel them in after we've built rapport, walked around the house, I've solidified motivation, and then I'll walk through how I run my business gain agreement that they appreciate and like that. We walk through what the market indicates, mm. you know, is going to help them get to their desired outcome. And then at that point, I literally just put the listing agreement in front of them, you know, like it's this piece of paper and I go, so Brandon, you know, the numbers sound good, right? That's something that you could live with. Yeah. Well, Brandon, unless you just don't like me, there's no reason we shouldn't start doing business together. Is that fair? Love it. Phenomenal. And Keep I it simple. Barely, yeah. I very rarely get objections too. And it, it started shocking me at first. I was like, oh my gosh, what? Yeah. Dude, that's so cool. I love it. I love it. So uh what what I guess we'll we'll pivot to this. You're in your second year, you're 21 years old. 
you know, if you do a hundred deals this year, what type of income will that represent? A million. A million dollars in income, seven figures in your yep. second year. What what advice yep. could you offer, Asher, to all the people that aspire to great results? That's why they got into this business. I mean, let's be honest. Mm. They didn't get into real estate sales to be average. It's a very hard business. The only reason yeah. you're in this business is to make a lot of money because otherwise you can do yeah. a lot of other things that are a lot easier than selling real estate. What, what advice would you offer up? Yeah, and goodness, there's so many different avenues, Brandon, as you know, that I could answer this question, but really just, and there's a book called Ready, Fire, Aim. I think that just hits the nail on the head here with what I've experienced and a lot of others around me have shared has just been the key pivotal point of success. Just hit the ground running. Do not overanalyze a thing. Like I'll, I'll ring. I don't even know the name, the address, anything, and I'll figure it out while I'm on the phone. I'm like it doesn't matter. Just start doing the actions because it's like a child, right? When they're learning to walk, they're not calculating everything. They've probably fallen over a couple times. But then through that, like you and I, we can now walk great. But right. it's because of the the you know time under the the bar here. It's time under tension. Yeah, that's really good. The learning's in the doing, right? Yep, hundred percent. And I was trying to think of a more creative way to say that because you say sure. it so much. So I was like, <laughs> um, just because yeah. I, I know people hear that all the time, and it's so true, though, so true. You're so true because you only got good because of the level of doing. Mm-hmm. You didn't. You didn't hang out. And, you know, uh, read, you know, you didn't sit there and practice for a year and a half and then you went on a presentation and then you crushed it. No, you sucked <laughs> shit for a year and a half, yeah. not yes. getting a listing after the next, not getting appointments, not getting appointments, not getting appointments. I remember telling you in a coaching session, I said, one of the first things is just wait to the day where your contact to appointment set is way lower. I think at the time it was some crazy number. And you're like, man, I just, I can't even, I can't even imagine what that's going to feel like. And yeah. yet here you are a year later, you know, living that as a result of your skill set. So, man, you dropped a lot of nuggets over the last 25 minutes. You guys rewind this, but Asher, I want to thank you for for pouring into this community of real estate salespeople because, you know, I know you're busy and so you didn't have to do this. So I appreciate you doing this very much. Yeah. And I appreciate the opportunity to give back because like I said, and, and I'll continue to say, this has all been very greatly impacted by you and what you've spoken into my business. So I, I thank you, Brandon, for that, those opportunities. For sure. Appreciate you, brother. All right, man. Appreciate you.